Welcome everyone to a Wednesday edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary, with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me online, social media, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, it is Power Rankings Day in the National Football League. A little bit of Flames talk in there as well, and then we will get to today's ticket presented by Betstamp. They are the Trivago of sports gambling. You see the value of line shopping. Go out, see the best odds for every game. You see the value of having multiple different sports books, and get those little edges over the sports books. Help you get a little bit better return on the investment. And if you're someone who's looking to sell picks in this space, uh, they do that for you commission free. So download the best stamp app, use the referral code couch and let them know that we sent you. Should be a fun one today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. And this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about, but might have fallen asleep for during history class or social studies. However, you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Want to begin with some Calgary Flames talk as they get ready for a matchup with the Minnesota Wild tonight. I watched their game Monday night live in person against the Arizona Coyotes. I... A couple of takeaways from that game. One, um... Arizona's a bad hockey team, but that was such a lifeless performance from the Calgary Flames, and you heard it on today's ticket, we thought the Flames should be able to dismantle them easily, they went up 2-0 and definitely took their foot off of the gas, and may have cost us a minus one and a half point win. So, um... Overall, though, I really like how the top line is gelling from a Flames perspective. I do think that that top line is coming along, and now you start to see that second line starting to progress uh, a little bit more and a little bit more. Ruzichka watching in person stood out to me, maybe just because I was watching for him, but I I love this kid as a player, and I, I am so happy with what he has done from a Flames standpoint. That fourth line continues to be a problem. It's just that there is no value being given to this team from that fourth line on a nightly basis. And I know like fighting is not in vogue right now. And um, it, it sounds almost barbaric to suggest this, but last night that team just needed a bit of a start, a bit of a kickstart, a bit of any kind of life. That's what that fourth line is supposed to be there for. I was a little bit surprised that there was no fight from Milan Lucic or like a big hit or getting into someone's face. Like just try to provide some life for this team, try to get them going. That that's I kind of thought that's what they were supposed to be there for, because it ain't the hockey that they're there for. So what what what's what are, what are you doing there? What what are you providing? They are getting just absolutely buried five on five. They're not producing anything offensively anymore. So go out there and scrap with someone. Go out there and get just do something for this team. Otherwise, again. To bring him up, why is Matthew Phillips in the American Hockey League? Why is Pelche in the American Hockey League? What are those guys doing down there if this group isn't going to be that, um, pardon the pun, fire starter out there from a flame standpoint on a night in a nine out basis? Like that, the building was sleepy, the team was sleepy, Arizona was trying all they could, but god damn, do they suck. And 
it felt like a game that kind of needed a spark in the, the way that only Milan Lucic can provide on this Flames team. Vladar, uh, another pretty solid outing for him. Uh, I thought as the Flames were kind of sleepwalking through that first period, Vladar did a great job of making a couple of key saves in that game to help keep the Flames afloat early on. They get a very good Minnesota Wild team coming up uh, at the Dome tonight. I will be on Game Over Calgary after after that game is over for a full breakdown of that one. But uh, overall, like I, I still think this is a good Flames team. And I still think, like as they are set right now, this top nine is looking really strong. That fourth line, you, you're just, again, you're playing with one hand tied behind your back, it feels like, every night as other teams can roll four lines and you are rolling out three. So there's a bit of frustration there from my standpoint on what the Flames are doing with that um, with that fourth line. But overall, like, they got the job done. It wasn't a great performance, but at this point with the Flames, a win is a win is a win is a win is a win. The music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be, and find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. All right, power rankings day in the NFL. We have a familiar team in the bottom, we have a new team at the top, and we have a couple of teams that made some pretty dramatic drops as we get into a, a key point in the National Football League season. Let's start at the bottom and work our way up, shall we? At 32, it's the Houston Texans. That's no surprise to anyone. This team's terrible. So they are in the 32 spot. They are just simply the worst team in the NFL. At 31, I have the Indianapolis Colts. They were brutal on Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. They just got absolutely caved in. Their offense couldn't do anything. Um, their defense couldn't stop anything, and that was kind of supposed to be the strong suit of this team. Like, th that was... That was just awful, just absolutely embarrassing from an Indianapolis Colts standpoint, so I had to move them down to 31. At 30, it's the Denver Broncos. It continues to be just a, an abysmal season. The defense, again, comes up huge. Lamar Jackson, out during the game, and you can't put up 12 points to win a football game? Embarrassing stuff. The Denver Broncos, th this has to be one of the most frustrating seasons for a team that was supposed to be good, maybe in the history of the NFL. I don't have a Rolodex of other ones that would top this. I can't imagine there is a lot worse. Um, at 29, it is the LA Rams, once again, just paying the tax on that Super Bowl. And at 28, I have Cleveland. I'm sure the offense is going to get worked out, but that was dreadful on the, the first night. And yes, your defense came up good against the Texans, but this is still a defense that DVOA ranks 27th in the National Football League. It was brutal. It was so, so, so bad for Cleveland. I had to put them in the bottom five. So my bottom five, Houston, Indianapolis, um, Denver, the Rams, and the Cleveland Browns. At 27, it is Pittsburgh. They might start moving up because of the play of their defense. At 26, it's Chicago. They might start moving up because of the play of their quarterback. That was that was a bit of a humbling one, though. That was kind of a, oh, okay, yeah, this team is still kind of two years away from being two years away sort of a thing. 
At 25, it's Carolina. They're going to be releasing Baker Mayfield, or at least they have already, sorry. Um, the New Orleans Saints lose on Monday Night Football. They come in at 24. Arizona had a bye. They're at 23. Jacksonville at 22. I was ready to rocket this team up a little bit. Um, Trevor Lawrence, like I said in the, the, the breakdown on Monday, Trevor Lawrence is making some throws that only elite-level quarterbacks can make. Like, you're starting to see why the hype was there on Trevor Lawrence. I think we need to see it a bit more consistently, but we're starting to see it here with uh, with Trevor Lawrence. At 21, it's Atlanta. A big move up for the Raiders at 20 as they get another kind of a big boy win. Um, I thought their defense played really well against the Chargers. Now they got the Rams coming up tomorrow on Thursday Night Football. This isn't going to be a playoff team because of the disappointing losses that they had throughout the season, but this is at least a team that I think can move into the middle third of the NFL discussion. At 19, it's Detroit. It's been impressive performance after impressive performance from Detroit, and I think this is a team that next year is really going to be knocking at the door. I think it's so interesting what they're going to do with that Rams pick um, to potentially like get your new franchise quarterback, maybe sit a year as Jared Goff kind of nurtures that quarterback in, but Detroit is set up really well. Um, at 18, it is New England. At 17, it's Green Bay. They come up with a win over the, the Green Bay Packers. And I just feel like this offense is starting to figure some things out a little bit. I think this offense, with the utilization of Christian Watson, um, we're, we're seeing a little bit more A.J. Dillon in this um, in this offense, I think you're starting to see them finally figuring out what they have. I think this is going to be a team that's going to be interesting to watch for next season, which is a weird thing to say about a team that has a quarterback who's 100. At 16, it's the New York Jets. They were right there with Minnesota. Again, I think they are right there, but I still think they're a quarterback away. 15, Tampa Bay. That was an impressive come-from-behind win. Probably the best four-minute stretch Tampa Bay has had all season long. The Chargers drop big. They're down at 14 after a loss to the Raiders. I don't know how this coaching staff can stick around after this season. Once again, I know I've been a little bit hard on Justin Herbert, saying that maybe he's taken a bit of a step back. I still think he has, but he showed there is still elite talent in there. You need a coaching staff that needs to be able to unleash this one, and maybe a better defense as well. At 13, it's the Giants. At 12, it's Washington. Those two teams tied. I flipped Washington with... I flipped Washington with the, the Giants. I thought Washington was the better team and probably deserved the better outcome in that football game. So that's why I flipped them. At 11, it's Seattle. That was not the impressive win against the Rams I was expecting. I was, I was hoping for more from the Seattle football team. Into the top 10 now. At 10, the Tennessee Titans. They just fired their GM yesterday. That is crazy to me. I don't know, like, maybe trading away A.J. Brown. Um... You know, actually, the more you think about it, firing the GM might not be a bad call. This is not an overly talented roster. I think Mike Vrabel is coaching the hell out of this team, and I think you maybe need to give him a bit better weapons out there. Like, A.J. Brown is exactly what this team needs right now. And again, in an AFC that feels so wide open to take that step back, like, you're still there, but to take that step back, I, I thought was a bit of a loss for the, the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, on sober second thought, maybe firing the GM isn't the worst call. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens come in at number nine. They could fall freely here with Lamar Jackson, and boy, that, that sets up an interesting offseason with his contract situation and a few quarterback needy teams, and now he is banged up. What does this team do? What does it mean now for the AFC North with a Cincinnati Bengals team that I don't know if you've noticed, we're at nine and we haven't talked about them yet. Um, where 
where does Baltimore go from here? Because it kind of feels like back-to-back kind of lost years in Baltimore in the last couple of years with Lamar Jackson's contract. At eight, it is Minnesota. Not an overly impressive win, but a a win that they needed to stay in the top 10 here. At seven, it's Miami. I feel like that was just a bad day for Tua. And again, the issues that we talked about on the offensive line, um, the, the issues they had at left tackle, I still think this is an incredibly dangerous football team and one I would not want to be facing in the AFC postseason. At six, it's San Francisco. I thought about moving them a little bit lower, but then I thought about it. The reason I have San Francisco in the top, at, at this point, top seven is not because of sterling quarterback play. You know, like, I think this podcast has been a little bit more pro-Jimmy Garoppolo than other podcasts have been, but let's let's be completely honest here. We have such a high regard of the San Francisco 49ers, not because of Jimmy Garoppolo, but because of Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and all of the weapons that they have on the defensive side of the ball as well. If Purdy can just get the ball to those dudes, and this is a team that, like, you... Think about who we just mentioned there offensively. Christian McCaffrey. Well, he's a running back, so getting him the ball is pretty easy. You just turn around and hand it to him. Or he's just standing beside you and you just kind of hear it. Go, take it. Or short little swing passes. The tight end, George Kittle. How does he get effect, or how is he effective in an offense? Well, tight ends traditionally a little bit closer to the offensive line than you know, the the big play wide receivers. So again, I don't think Kittle gets affected too much. Debo Samuel, great down the field, but he can also come out of the backfield and is someone who can make a whole lot of guys miss in the short yardage. This isn't a team that really relies like the, the Miami Dolphins on deep shots down the field. Now it works and it helps. Um, but I, I think that you have enough guys who can kind of make plays on their own that a quarterback just doesn't even need to throw the ball that far. Just get these guys the ball and they will do the rest. Um, so I, I don't know if San Francisco takes that big of a step back. Dallas does drop here, and obviously it's not because of anything they did. They almost put up 60 against the team. It's because Cincinnati moves into my top five. They beat the team that we had number one, um, 27-24. That was one of the most for real wins and one of the most, like, tier-moving wins that we've had in the NFL all season long. Cincinnati, I think, deserves now to be fully taken as a team that is for real. The offensive line is still going to be a thing that concerns me throughout this season, but we've seen before that they've been able to make that work. And the top three stays the same. We just shuffled around the deck chairs a little bit. Kansas City comes in at number three. Buffalo is at number two. And number one, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry I've doubted you for so long. The Eagles are the new team atop this power ranking. The defense is incredible. The offense is unstoppable. A.J. Brown, I've said it before, might be the most underrated receiver in the NFL. He feels like a top five guy. You also, you just have so many weapons there on Hurts, continues to take a step each and every game. And now they've solidified the interior of that defensive line to be able to shut things down. They completely took Derrick Henry out of that football game. I I am so impressed by the Philadelphia Eagles. They are the number one team in this week's NFL Power Rankings. Up next, we have today's ticket, presented by Betstamp. The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier 
by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. All right, time for today's ticket presented by Betstamp, as I literally just said. Uh, let's take a look at the schedule. Download the Betstamp app. It is such a great resource. You can see every game on here. They have multiple different sports leagues. You can see all of the different lines, do some line shopping. Also, you can see the value of having multiple different sports books. Download the Betstamp app and use the promo code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. Relatively light night in the National Hockey League, uh, but let's take a bit of a tour around, shall we? Uh, we will go with the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Los Angeles Kings. As we have said before, Toronto is a team that feels like they are kind of coming into their own a little bit. Uh, minus a goal and a half seems to be pretty standard. Oh, we're looking at the Thursday slate. Never mind, let's go to the Wednesday slate. Bit busier here on a Wednesday. I was wondering why that Flames game wasn't up there. So, let's go to the Wednesday slate. That is my mistake. All right, on this Wednesday evening, um, Washington against Philadelphia. We had some success going against Philadelphia the other night. Don't think we're going to do that because Washington is quite a bit beat up. Buffalo against Columbus, nah. Wild against uh, the Calgary Flames. This seems like it's going to be a pretty close hockey game. You know what? We're going to go... We're going to go with the... Man, there's some really good hockey games here today. Uh, we're going to go with the Boston Bruins. Uh, minus a goal and a half against the Colorado Avalanche. The Avs missing Nathan McKinnon. Boston has just been on a season-long heater. Taking a look at some of the odds, minus a goal and a half is pretty standard. Uh, you can get it as low as, minus, or as plus 125 if you want it, but you can go as high as plus 150. So thanks, Bet365, for that one. Uh, we will go with the Oilers. Uh, you know what? The Oilers have kind of been kind of scuffling a little bit. Arizona, they at least play hard. I'm going to say Arizona keeps it to within a goal and a half. This is one that if we get it wrong, we're going to feel very stupid about. But uh, plus a goal and a half for Arizona. There's a few plus 100s on that, but a couple plus 105s, including one at bet 99. So that is where we were going to go with Arizona against the Edmonton Oilers. Into the NBA slate, uh, no LeBron or AD for the Lakers against the Raptors. Most lines have it at minus 11 and a half, minus 12. We're seeing a minus eight and a half at stake. So we're going to take that one. I think the Raptors can put up double digit win against uh, against the Lakers. So I feel pretty good about that one at minus eight and a half. I know the 76ers have been playing, or sorry, not the 76ers. I know the, the Kings have been playing much better basketball as of late. But I think they get the job done against the, um, the Kings by more than six and a half right now. Seeing a couple places. Oh, we even get a minus six at Bet99. We will take that one. Thank you very much. Uh, you also get a minus six at William Hill Sportsbook. The rest have it at six and a half. And then the last one we are going with in this evening's contest. Boston taking on the Phoenix Suns. Boston, like th this potential finals preview. I think Boston right now is playing the best basketball in the league. Few spots you can get them at minus one. Um with the odds at minus 110. Let's just not mess around with that. We're just going to take the money line, minus 110 at bet 99. So we have five games on the slate this evening. Uh, let's run through them here. Boston, minus a goal and a half against the Colorado Avalanche. That one is from bet 365. The Coyotes, plus a goal and a half. That one is from bet 99. The Raptors, minus eight and a half against the Lakers is from stake. Milwaukee, minus six against Sacramento is from bet 99. And Boston, uh, just to win straight up minus 110 from bet 99. That is today's ticket.
And that's today's show. Thank you all so much. Thank you to Betstamp, the Travago of sports gambling. They really are a fantastic resource. We just went through it there and you saw we got a little bit of extra value on a couple of our plays. That is what Betstamp can provide. You see the value of line shopping. You see the value of having multiple different sports books and you can see the return on investment that some of the experts have on this site and you can follow their picks as well. It's a great resource. Download the app, use the referral code couch to let them know that we sent you. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Football Friday on a Thursday coming at you tomorrow. Talk to you all then. Have a great day, everyone. I'm out.